Space education is critical for everyone because we need all professions in the space business. Hey, Space Watchers, it's Kara Monter here, event coordinator in our Space Watch global team. Just this summer, I spent a few days in Oeiras, Portugal, for the opening of the Space Studies Program, SSP, of the International Space University. The SSP is a unique and intense two-month professional development course for postgraduate students and professionals of all disciplines. The program covers a wide range of space-related fields. Each year, the SSP is held in a different location, and this year it is in Portugal, with the host institutions being Portugal Space and Technico. End of the first week, I had the honor to chat with Hugo André Costa, member of the board of directors at the Portuguese Space Agency. We sat down in the library of the Technico building, in the silent area, before the first students arrived. This is Space Café Radio. Your channel about trends, cool people, and real conferences. Enjoy! Welcome! It's really great to be here with you today. Hi, good morning, Kiara. So it's also very good to be here with you and let people then read about what we are doing here in Portugal and the SSP and the, all the other things. So it's very good. Thank you very much. So can you tell us a bit more about your story with the ISU? I heard that there's even a matchmaking component in there. I came across ISU when I was still a student and I was doing a work for flying microgravity. And during the research, I came across this website and across this uh, university uh, about space, which seems to be too good to be true, right? But I kept following it. And then later on, on IAC 2006, I get to know people from, from ISU, get to know better the programs, and I decided to apply for, for the SSP-08. Since then, I, I participated uh, so in the SSP. It was a great experience. This was in Barcelona. The, back then, space tourism started flourishing, and we had uh, amazing companies like Virgin and many others. These companies that were starting uh, looking to space tourism were doing a team project on space tourism, on how to adapt uh, an airport to, to receive spaceships that could fly in, into space. And so it was very, very interesting. I, I learned a lot from old subjects, made um, friendships that I keep, uh, I keep in touch with them, and we are very good friends. And then my journey continued. I did the master. I got a chance to go to ESA and do my internship, and that opened me the doors then to work in, in the space business. So it has been quite a journey, yes. I also, it, it happens that uh, during one of the programs, uh, I, I met my wife, or I met someone that then became my wife. And she's actually from Spain and she's not very far away from my home. And we met in Australia in the Southern Hemisphere program. So totally different or unexpected. And yeah, and since then I've been, uh, every time I could, joining ISU, giving workshops. And when the opportunity came to bring SSP to Portugal, we gather a team and we made the bid. Oh, wonderful. And it's really nice to see there's so many components of this very intercultural, international character, the network and the abundance of knowledge that this offers. But what are the challenges of the ISU? You mean the challenges for today or the challenges for tomorrow? <laughs> well, what you can see is that the space market, the space business is changing, right? When I did my SSP 2008, the private sector was starting, right? It was just later on that the space shuttle ended 
and other possibilities start to, to rise for the, the private market. And what we can see from 2010 till now is that the private market has increased in the sense of the role that is playing in the space business at all, because before it was much more governmental. So when we see the private sector jumping into this new market and the mindset of a private market, it's different from the governmental one means that people need to be more knowledgeable, people need to be faster when uh, they are taking decisions and doing things. It means that we need to create people that have the experience to jump in and to perform these things. So space education is critical for everyone because we need all professions in the space business, but you need them to understand that space is also a little bit different from different sectors. It is international, as you mentioned before. So it means that When you work in space business, you need to be able to cope with the different cultural aspects of being in an international environment. So you need to learn on how to work in these environments. And ISU brings exactly this international aspect, the intercultural, and then the interdisciplinarity. Because if you were working in a space mission, you need people from different branches, from different expertise. And if they understand what are the pains of the other colleagues from other subsystems, it's very good because then you can adapt easier. It makes easier for the teams to build up and work together. So the challenges for ISU in the future, I believe, is that as the space market is increasing in terms of the private business, There's going to be an increase also on the demand on space education. ISU should also cope with the challenges that will come along and will need to adapt to what the market will request. I think this will be the main challenges. And I think that the path that ISU is, is been doing, it's indeed creating space leaders for different organizations in different places in the space ecosystem, let's say. And we can feel that, we can see that. So in the future, ISU should adapt what has been doing so far so good in the past 35 years and see if there is something that needs to be adapted for the future. I think that's a very important point that you bring up because, I mean, indeed, this whole industry and this whole sector is ever-changing. So it's important to stay on the ball and to continue that. Now, you mentioned before I put the bid in to have it in Portugal and it's here now and it's really wonderful. But why Portugal? Why is it important to have the SSP here? What are the key values? I think we need to go a little bit back in time and understand what's happening in space business in Portugal. And it was in the 90s that Portugal launched the first satellite. A group of engineers, they got together, they got the funding and there was the right political support and there was a satellite that was built and was launched. This was late in the 90s and in the year 2000, Portugal became a easy member state. With this, an ecosystem starts to be created of companies and uh, academia and researchers that start to work in the space business. And it was very important back then because we have many people that work on the first satellite that they have started their companies and they have started to work in space business in Portugal. And it has been like this in the 18 years, more or less, with more or less investments at ESA that would mean more or less work for Portugal in space. But it has been like this during 18 years. There was an institution, it was the FCT Space Office, which actually I started work there a long time ago when we were three people managing and supporting the space business in Portugal. Then there was a different moment. It was 2018 when the government at the time 
the minister Manuel Torre, he decided that uh, space should be one of the key areas for Portugal. We had enough critical mass to go to the next step, uh, and therefore there was created the Portuguese space strategy. And with this, the Portuguese Space Agency was also created in 2019. So we could see that in the past, now 22 years, how Portugal has been steadily growing in space business. And bringing ISU and putting this bid forward happened in, a, in the moment where Portugal was kicking off this, let's say, third wave. So we had the first wave was the satellite, second wave when Portugal became a member state. And this third wave, when we got a, a strategy, we got an agency to kick off all of this new ecosystem that was created in the past years. So in this third wave, it makes total sense to have ISU coming on board with the SSP because we'll bring so many experts from all around the world. They will be here for a very short time. And we don't want this to be a one-shot thing. We want this to create roots for the future. And therefore, we have been working very much with national researchers, with national industries, to put them in contact, to prepare things together, so we can start to make bridges between these groups of people. It's this new momentum for us, right? So we need to capture this momentum and to give it a boost. And another thing is also to connect the agency, for example, we can exist, we can support our decision makers when it comes to ESA, when it comes to United Nations or the European Commission. But it's there's always two things that are very important. One is society. They use space, although most of the times they are not even aware they are using space data on their daily lives. And we need to bring also this awareness to them. So SSP allows us to connect with uh, the public talks between the experts and, and people working in space who those that want to know more and therefore they can come and engage as well in these public talks. And then we need to ensure the next generation, right? So these SSP also give us the opportunity to have Portuguese participants. So we have nine Portuguese that are participating in this SSP this year. So they will be also the future uh, for us. I think this whole concept of, like you said, building bridges is incredibly important. And it has so many implications and builds this whole web. So for the structure of the SSP, there are also seven departments with activities and most of them, like you've already alluded to, have a strong link to the community and the industry here in Portugal. Could you maybe give us a bit more of an example of maybe one of these departments or one of these activities and what that would look like? During the departments, the participants, they will have different field trips that they will do in Portugal, depending on the department they are doing. They are going to visit companies, they are going to do field trips. And there is one very interesting, which is they will go in, in a cave. So I hope they will not find extraterrestrial life in this cave. But yeah, they, they will experience, we could say it would be if you go to Mars and you have to search what's around you. So they will experience that as well. There's going to be one incredible experience, I think, for some of them. They will have to go and experiment what would be an extravehicular activity. So they will go on a deep dive swimming pool and they will sweat up and then they will work together to perform a task as they would be in performing an extravehicular activity. But this is also, again, connecting also with the industry. So they will have workshops from different companies in Portugal. They will visit these companies. And for example, I will touch on the legal side and the legal department. They will visit not just the Portuguese law firms that work in space law, but also the national regulator who was together with the agency responsible to brought up the Portuguese space law. And I bring this up uh, a lot because 
It's something that we also hear in Portugal. We have a space law that was approved by the government, which we believe is also important to have the right legal framework when you start space activities. We are connecting also with universities from all around Portugal. So either they will go and visit universities and companies that are in the north of Portugal, but we also bring experts from the different universities of Portugal to come and teach. And this is, again, where we make the bridges between them. Wonderful. All these activities sound incredible as well, and I'm very much regretting not having signed up. And you've already told us quite a lot about Portugal's current situation, Portugal's role. We actually recently had Ricardo Conde on our Space Cafe 33 Minutes to talk a bit about this. But now I'd also really like to hear from you. Where do you see the way of Portugal and space, especially also looking towards the future? What are the next steps? Well, in the past 22 years, our company has, has been grown and they are very mature, let's say, in the market. But if we want them to continue to cope with international level, we also need to have national projects to support their development. We cannot just wait for the easy projects because then they might lose their capabilities when compared to the others. So we have one of the national projects is this constellation for the Atlantic. We have a huge area in the Atlantic that we as country need to monitor, especially on the search and rescue. And for just one example, if you have an emergency in the very far point of where we are responsible. It takes three to four days for a ship to leave Lisbon to get to this spot. And if you have observation imagery that can support your decision-making when you're performing this task, will be very, very helpful. But this is just a small example. And therefore, we want to push our industry to the development of a constellation that would then support the decision-making when we initiated this, our industry actually was paying very much attention. And one of the things they did, they acquired two satellites to, to a company. And so from that point onwards, Portugal has already this capability of very high resolution imagery, satellite imagery in optical. And we want also to support them in continuing to this for the next generation of very high resolution satellites. This is where the European recovery funds play a role because we also support this framework. But we want, again, to, to support the industry on this aspect and also other, other projects that the industry have. We also want to continue very much uh, engage with what the uh, ESA is doing. And for example, the Space Rider is one of the key projects uh, that ESA has right now in access to space and also performing microgravity experiments. We want to develop uh, in Azores one of the places to, to land the Space Rider. Through this, we want to develop the microgravity uh, business in, in Portugal. Again, we are connecting this with SSP because there is one team project dedicated to microgravity business. And we want to develop this sector as well. We face a challenge, which is the space debris and these large constellations that we have. So here we are also supporting our industry. Portugal is part of the SST, the Space Surveillance and Tracking uh, at the European level. And so we want to play a key role here to monitor what is happening in space. And also what will be the next step will be the space traffic management. This is going to be a key area. For example, the United Nations... Uh, is performing next year a conference in September, which is the summit of the future. And from now until then, and this is written on our common agenda, which is a report that was presented last year by the Secretary General, there are key points that the, the United Nations wants to address in the roadmap for the future. And there are two aspects very important for them, which is space traffic management and space governance. So here Portugal will organize at a UN conference next year, March or April, that will address exactly these two aspects. 
back to what Portugal wants to do. So we want not just in technological aspects, but also playing a role in what is the governance of the space sector and play a role in the decision-making of what will be the future. So Earth observation, space traffic management, space debris, very key areas for, for us that we'll be looking into different ways. All very important factors, and I'm really curious to see and to follow Portugal's journey in space. Now, one final question, and this might be hard to pick one, but what is one takeaway that you would like the participants of SSP to leave Oeras with in two months' time? That's a tough one. Two things that they should take with them. One regarding to, to the program, where they should learn as much as they can. As I said in the opening ceremony, they should enjoy the ride because it looks too long, nine weeks, but then it's too short. They should take all the opportunities they have because here is the moment where you can, if you're an engineer, to, to learn about space law, to learn about management, to learn about biology. And if you are a biologist, again, learn all the other things. Get in contact with the experts that you'll have here because this is the moment where everyone is relaxing, friendly environment. You can make all the questions you want. Even if you think they are dumb, probably you should make those ones because those are the key ones. And you should enjoy the fact that everybody is so close and friendly in this friendly environment to, to discuss and to learn what... Because if you're here, you're passionate about space. But sometimes you just learn, oh, this is actually the key point about space music that, that I like. So this in terms of a personal perspective on what each one should learn. And then, of course, from Portugal. I hope that they will get to know Oedas very well. It's, actually, it's the city where I'm living uh, today. It's a wonderful city. And we are a very entrepreneurial country. We have six uh, unicorns that were created from Portuguese. So if they want to start the business, they can always come to Portugal. We are here to support them. And so this can also be their home. And, and so these two, two, two aspects, one for the program, enjoy as much as you can, find where is your niche, where you, what you love about space that you can then move forward. And we hope they enjoy Portugal, they enjoy their time here with the companies. Maybe they can later on come and work for the industry that we have here. I know they are looking for experts, uh, the people that in different sectors, so it could be an opportunity for them to find a job. If they want to start their companies, this is the right place. We have great programs for them to start their companies. And you are open arms to, to receive all of them. Fantastic. That sounds amazing. And I mean, who wouldn't want to pass up the opportunity to live in Portugal? Because I've already fallen in love with the country. Thank you so, so much for taking the time for talking about all of this with me and for really explaining Portugal's journey. I really look forward to seeing what the future holds. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure to be here with you and discuss this with you. And I hope all the others that will read about and listen about the, the program will be curious and they can always come and visit us and, and maybe think about Portugal for the next adventure. Fantastic. This was the end of our episode, but please don't forget to check out our full program of Space Cafe Radio, where we offer interviews, insights and editorial comments on the space sector. Thank you all very much for listening. And with that, I leave you for today. And don't forget, become a Space Watcher. Bye!